podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody hurts sometimes. Everybody hurts sometimes. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. I'm not going to apologise for us not doing an episode because I do that every episode now. We are going to be better, promise, but not going to dive into that one again. Um, it's been a mixed few weeks for the Reds, um, so we're going to just sort of go back and look over the few games that we haven't covered um, and then look ahead to what's, what's next for us. So, <clears throat> um, obviously, we had the two-all against Brighton. Um which was which was a massive shame. Brighton doing well this season, in fairness to them, compared to what they, they normally like, but shouldn't be throwing away two goal leads against a team like Brighton. Um, we just capitulated as soon as we scored the second goal and just didn't turn up after it. It was proper weird. Mad second half, lad. They were absolutely untouchable the first half. And then they come out the second half. I don't know what happened to them, but it was like a different team. Um, Klopp said he didn't like the body language and... You know, we've seen that a few times this season already where players are quite making the tackles and not getting to the ball as fast as the opponents and it's becoming a little bit of a trait in, in our team at the minute where that battle and desire we had doesn't seem to be there as often. Yeah. I mean, we were lucky to... I felt anyway we were lucky to come out of that Brighton game with the point in the end. Brighton done that well second half. Lalana absolutely ripped us open in that second half. It was a... I was a bit gutted we'd let him go after watching that I thought he was uh, 25 again we could do with him we could do with someone yeah. to unlock a defence at the minute um, without Salah we're, we're not doing much at all but no it, it's a it, concern for me is the defence again um, Van Dijk's come back from a horrific injury he's not the, the same player as that he was hopefully he gets back there um, I don't it's just um I don't really know what to say. I don't get what's happening we're at the back. We're just dead open. We don't. Mm. F- I feel like that assurance that we discussed it last year that the fullbacks go up and even even another centre half go pushes up a little bit deeper. Knowing that if we get caught, Van Dyke's there. Van Dyke's a yard or two slower at the moment. He's running away from the play with the ball and the ball. He's not closing in on it as often as we like. Um, so I just think the defense. I think the defense isn't giving the, the rest of the team confidence. The midfields not non-existent at the moment as well. We, we're just we're just going to. We have. I don't think we've hit beyond second gear yet, though. No, I don't myself. Even when we've battered teams and we've played really well, I think we're still we're still in cruise control. So it's just one of them. It it, it happens. We can't be absolutely perfect every game, but I am I am concerned at the moment about our defense. Because it doesn't matter who the personnel is in it, whether it's Robo or Timacast, Trent, or you've got Mata, Gomez, Canate, and Van Dijk. It's just it's just awful every single time we play nearly. Yeah, I think the midfield is 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 a slightly bigger concern for me because at the moment it seems like we we can't get that balance between protecting the back four or attacking well. So we'll touch on it a bit more in a minute. But I thought in the game against West Ham. 
I thought going forward the midfield actually wasn't too bad. I thought Oxley Chamberlain had a good game. He was he was driving forward all the time with the ball. But as soon as West Ham it was on the counter, we the def- the midfield was non-existent. They were bypassing the midfield and attacking the defense, like you say. Um, I agree with you about Van Dyke. I think it's going to take him a season, to be honest with you, to get back to the level he was. Um, which it's to be expected. He's come back. He's come back from a career ending, not a career ending, sorry, a season ending injury. Really it could have been if it, was, if it was worse, like, but he's come back from a season ending injury and he's just been threw back in there as if he never had the injury. He's played yeah. everything, he's played every minute of every Premier League game so far this season. No other player would be thrust into it like that after an injury like that. No, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, I think Matip's shown how good he is as well because he is sort of bailing Van Dijk out a little bit. Um, he gets caught out sometimes, Matip going forward. But again, he hasn't got the reassurance that Van Dijk's going to help him. So yeah. it is. I think it's just one of them. I think it's, the feel, it's mad. Like, don't get me wrong, we've lost one game. We're, we're in the, we've qualified in the Champions League and in the quarterfinals of the, the Carabao Cup. It's not a fucking bad season. You've just got to accept that sometimes they're not at the best. I just feel that teams who would usually give us a lot of respect are thinking, Do you know what? These are open. We can get these here. Moe said it before the game against West Ham when we're nowhere near their level but on a one-off game we can, we can beat them and fucking mm-hmm. did yeah. but yeah it is it's mixed at the moment we're blowing teams away when teams who aren't half decent at attacking we're blown away and we're still making mistakes um, every single team we've played so far has had a, a, a good chance Allison has been brilliant 99% of the game so far and he's bailed us out he's got us so many points already with, with top class saves so even that against West Ham that's his fault the whole game the whole result is on Alisson but it happens he's had a bad game they're over it well he seems to drop a clanger once a season to be fair I think last season it was that one against Leicester where he had the miscommunication with uh, with Kabach. Um so he seems to have one once a season for me I'm I'm glad he's kind of had it this early on in the season rather than when it's going to be more important in you know the sort of business end of the season. Um, like you say, it happens. He's bailed us out countless times. He's still, for me, he's still the best keeper in the world. That's never in doubt. It's just every player has an off game and that was it. Yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate. Say so the defence, the defence just seemed to be too wide and too high up the pitch. And um, they just split in half, just like a piece of piss just gone. Yeah. As soon as you, you, that ball passed one of our centre halves, mate, you're in on goal. Um, yeah, I say Bright, Brighton, Brighton just sort of took advantage of our, I don't know whether you want to call it cockiness, but comfortability. We were comfortable at 2 0 up. Didn't really try and press anymore and, and kill the game. We just sort of let them play and they took control of the game and they deserved to win it in the end. But grateful mm. of a point at Anfield. But that's not the first time now. That we've we've probably you could say we won on to a game. Even Chelsea, ten men at Anfield, one one, and their their attack looked more dangerous than ours. They closed the gaps and then it was on the break and they could have they could have took the lead with ten men. Brentford tore us apart five or six times and scored three past us. It is it's a it's a bit of a concern, but it's one that I'm sure to be working on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's talk a bit more positively for a minute. Let's uh, like you said, we've topped Champions League group. We've qualified in first, which is nice already. So we can't be caught. Um, the game against Atletico went 
exactly how we wanted it to. Uh, what, what what did you think of the red card in that game? What was what was your view on it? Ash, thought it was harsh. Um, it was comical yourself. I thought I thought it was harsh, but the way they're going on about he, he don't get me wrong, he's fucking kicked him in the head. Um, not not I, that one. Sorry, the one at Anfield. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, again, just absolutely. I think it was a referee making a statement. Mm. He, to be fair to him, I was baffled by it. I was like, I don't know why he sent this fella off, but he blows his whistle three times and he asks him to come three times. He's there fucking around with his socks and that. It's as if the player's thinking, I'm the authority, you come to me, and the ref's gone, fuck you. Get to that, get off, mm. dickhead. Well, if that had happened to us, I'd have punched me telly in, clean in. I'd have punched it in. Yeah, but same. You've got to, we want the referees we want the referees to be like that now. We want the referees to have the authority in the game and have the bottle to say, listen, you're just a player. I make the rules here. Fucking listen to me. And yeah. at the end of the day, the fact that it was in our favour, happy days, get off. It's <laughs> Look, apparently, um, in the report that the referee put in to UEFA and that, the red card was actually for the tackle. It had nothing to do with him not coming to him. So that, apparently, that's what he's put in the report. Now, Michael Owen, I don't know if you went the game or you watched it on telly, um, no, I was wearing his eye. Right, okay, so you, you mightn't have heard Michael Owen then. Um, you, you, no one really ever wants to wear him, to be fair. I would have used him if he was on anyway. To be fair, right, this is the, this is probably the, one of the best points he's ever made. And what he said about it, and I agreed with it when he said it, is the tackle itself was sort of, I mean, he, he sort of made the sound stupid at first because he went, it's in between the red and the yellow card. Like there's no such thing as a fucking orange card, Michael. Sort your shit out. But when he when he explained it, he said it's sort of on the cusp of being a red. Like he could have given him a red, but the referee sort of went, "I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give you a yellow card." And then the fact that he hasn't come over to him, he's just went, "You know what? No, I could have given you the red anyway. I'm going to because you've been a dickhead kind of thing." Um, oh, I, I, I but when you look at the tackle, that. when you look at the tackle back, it's not like he's just clipped him. Like he has fully kicked out at him, lad. So. He, he definitely could have gone for just the tackle line, in my opinion. Again, I, I, I try and look at both sides. If that had happened to us for our play, doing it as a point to tell you if he got sent off for that tackle. But he, the referee's shown the yellow card, so he, he can't he can't. He never actually got it out, though. Did he not get it out? He never got it out, no. That's the thing. I think because he gets the book out with the like little thing with his cards in and you see the yellow card, so you just assume it's going to be a yellow, but he never actually shows him it. It is just a straight red. Oh, fair dues. So, apparently, that's what he said. He, he's done it for the tackle. I don't know if, it, again, like I said, it probably could. It probably depends on the referee. Some referees will give it as a red, some will give it as a yellow. Um, so yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have accepted it being a red against us, so I couldn't argue that it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, um, but besides that, I mean, in the game itself, we, we were dominant, to be fair, even before the other man sent off. Like a training game, it was an abs- it, it become boring because it was it it uh, it's hard to explain. Sometimes you can kill your own atmosphere by being too good. Do you get me? When you yeah. just pass the ball around and it loses that, you lose that fear that that anything can happen. But again, we have done that two 0 up against Brighton and we started playing that way and made a few mistakes. Um, don't get me wrong, if Suarez's goal is given. And they put one back, then it is it's a bit nervy again. But I don't think we're in any danger against Atletico, which I'm made up because that's Simeone's fucking bell end. So I was delighted. 
yeah, I mean, I was saying in the game, I used to like, I used to kind of like Athletic. I was, you know, the like the, the underdogs in terms of the, like the big three in Spain kind of thing. But obviously, we played them four times in I think three seasons, haven't we? Now, so I've, I haven't seen them that much for the last few seasons. I fucking hate them. They're just horrible. They're an horrible team. Right? They're like the Burnley of the Champions League, but you respect Burnley because they they are in a dog fight every week. They haven't got the talent they've got. You know, Burnley are Burnley. (laughs) No, but that's it. Burnley, Sean Dice sets up in a way to win football matches and keep his team in the Premier League against some of the best teams in the world. Atletico were up there, one of the best teams, and they just play dog football. They're absolutely fucking horrible to watch. Um, The manager's an absolute raving tit. That's the only way. I I love managers being passionate. I love the way Klopp does it. Well, I'm not being funny. Fucking 90 minutes, he was like that to the crowd. Not, you're doing it for the cameras, get a grip of yourself, you fucking mad bastard. <laughs> the celebrations when they scored their first against those away, like these won the World Cup. Like you've got to be able, you've got to control that. You'll never see, you'll never see that happen our end. Klopp will celebrate like that when we equalise or we win. But that he was fucking easy to head him, just a ticket. I've yeah. lost all respect for him as well. Um I was made up Klopp shook everyone's hands at Anfield except his as well. Yeah, I was. Like it, that made that I that was one thing I was looking for to be fair. And Klopp kind of waited on the touchliners, and I think Simeone started walking over to him, so he just went, Nah, in a bit, I'm going on the pitch. Um, he's made too many comments, like even even saying, I wouldn't say I'm not going to shake his hand because it's false, yeah. But yeah. then coming out and saying how much he respects him as a manager, but he, he might like him as a person. Some some personalities do just clash, and don't get me wrong, they are two feisty similar managers, but ours plays football and makes world-class teams with average players. And he just buys buys players for mad money and turns them into buses. So, ah, well, to that Atletico. So, obviously, like we said, that did get us through to the last 16. Top of the group, so it means we get an away tie first, I think, in the first leg. Um, is there anyone you're looking to avoid in the next round, or you're not asked? Not asked. To, to be honest, the only team... And before before the draw was made for the group, the one team I wanted to avoid was Atletico. I hate them because they are, I think they're the only team that can control the game without even having the ball. They're just that good at doing that. They let they just manipulate you into thinking you've got you've got it by the fucking scruff of the neck and then you're on the counter. So uh, we've got them out the way. Uh, beat them twice. So yeah, I'm not asked about anyone. But I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind like a Proper outgoing team like PSG or someone mm. straight away, just get rid of them. Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, um, it's mad that we're only three games into the Champions League and we qualified. <laughs> three or four, four, sorry. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, it obviously gives us the chance now to rest key players in, in the other two games now that we can't be caught in first place. Is there anyone you'd like to see? You know, get a full game in the Champions League just so they get just so they get minutes more than anything, really. Um, yeah, loads. It, I think we can we can play a team that you could sort of say we play in the Carabao Cup and still pro get points. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to just go to bits now and start losing twos and three 0 on that um, because it just looks bad. But Simakas left back is at the moment our best left back. You should be first choice at the minute. And we'll in, touch on that in a bit. Um, just in current form, Simakas. I want to see Canate. I'd love to see Philip getting a goal. Hmm. Uh, Nico Williams, right back. 
Milner playing in centre mid when he's fit with Curtis Jones. We need to see a bit more of Thiago on a football pitch. Um, but after West Ham, I don't think it makes a fucking bad bit of difference. Um, no, Arigi, stunk, stunk the gaff out like, didn't he? Oh, shite. Um, Arigi Minamino. Um, and what a few young lads. I was just going to say, what about the youngsters like that, Kate Gordon? Uh, yeah. Tyler, Tyler no, Morton, I keep forgetting which, which one it is. Um, but there's, there's opportunities to like bring bring them on for, for 20 minutes. But have your Salad and your Mane and your Firmino and your Jotters and that on the bench. Oh, yeah, you're all losing one nil and you think we'll fucking get these. Bring them on. But this is what this is the hard part for Klopp now, is because it happened with Jotter last year, didn't it? And he got injured in a knocking game. But yeah. you don't want to lose any games. You don't want to lose a game. It is what it is. He's a footballer. If he's fit to play that game, play him. Yeah. But obviously, we have progressed, and I think at it is time to give some of the players a go. Yeah. But some of the players on merit, Minamino in the Carabao Cup, and when he's come on, he's worked hard. Um, the Ox has been working hard. Yeah. Um, fucking scoring some good goals. Um, looks like the Arigi looks hungry again. I said this the other day. Come asking, that thing is hungry. <laughs> like no, but he does like he looks. He looks like he gives a shit again. Yeah, we discussed that, didn't we? Yeah. As soon as I heard the words, he's gonna stay and fight for this place. I thought he had big dips back. Yeah, that's what you want. But um, again, he, even that Antonio after the West Ham game was saying like he just can't knock his ability because he just scores some fucking wonderful goals and that goal against West Ham was brilliant, and then that goal in the cup was just bizarre. <laughs> Only Divock and Eagle could do that though, because he's done nothing in the game and, and he, then pulled that out the back. He scores a goal like that and he acts like fuck up, like he's just got up. Thought he'd just slip his own cup of tea. He do, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't know what's Not happening, asked. lad. Even when he scored the winner in the derby when Pickford messed up, lad, he's picking the ball up and trying to get back to the centre circle straight away. It's like, Dave, lad, we've won. You've won the game. You don't need to take that, lad. At the Champions League final, scored the winner. Scored. Scored the decides, didn't he? It was yeah. game over when once that ball at the net, and he, he fucking walked towards the crowd. The crowd are pulling each other's heads off, trying to get onto the pitch and everything. And Tibby's just stood there like that, not arms. <laughs> great. He's boss lad. He's just, but he's got, he's just got that mentality. Like he's, he's a weird one because you can tell he believes in his own ability, lad, and he's got the ability. But then sometimes he's just like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes he's like, he's like Balotelli, but better. Yeah, no, but I think attitude's a big problem with him. But I don't know whether it. Imagine like doing what he's done for us, scored scored in the Champions League, built the build up to the Champions League final, the more or less the winner in the Champions League final, and then doesn't get a fucking sniff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it, be it, hard, it, like. fucking could get you down, like. But again, he's bringing them on in games and he's he's doing bits. So. Um, yeah, long may his ability continue. Absolutely. I mean, with the African Cup of Nations coming up as well, lad, it, if he can continue in a bit of form, it means we've got we've definitely got an you know an option there to to replace Mane and Salawi for the for the oh. bit of time that they're gone. So there is massive rumours that that's getting cancelled, though, isn't it? Let's hope so. I've never understood never understood why it's in fucking January anyway. They moved that's it to summer right. one one year, and then went now nah, we're going to move it back again. Makes no sense. Fucking none of the players are based in Africa. Like, just fucking play it in summer when none of them play yeah. football. Yeah, on the holidays, if you want to participate, do it in your own fucking time. Yeah. So it should be like the Euros and the internationals and that. Just fucking I mean, play it. If you want to play, play. 
even the World Cup next year, lad, being in fucking in the middle of winter because the because fucking you got bribed by Qatar to have it there, and it'll be too hot in summer. It's a joke. Um, but enough about that. We don't like international football, which is which we are now in. Um, so hopefully England gets smashed a couple of times. Right? Um, but I don't like I don't like international footy till the semi final and the final. <laughs> Nah, you know what? I'm one of them. I don't like international footy. Like I've just said, I don't like it throughout the season when it's the tournaments and that I do watch them because they are good spectacles. They are f- the fun to watch. Um, and, you know, you'd always find a fucking a gem of a player who turns out to be shit like Hamas Rodriguez or El Hadjouf. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, obviously, Juf was better, to be fair. Like, but, um, oh, mate. No, I, can't, I, I can't even give him any credit. Like, he's just vile, isn't he? Um, I hate him. <laughs> It's just he's just horrible. Anyway, um, yeah, let let's move on to West Ham then. So, just it was it was you could see what was happening from the first corner. First corner, Allison Blagsy gets fouled and punches into his own net. Um, I think he gets fouled. I'll be honest with you, but I don't think it's the foul everyone's talking about. Everyone's going on about his arm being in the air, and that's put him off. Fucking deal with it. That's what. That's what it is. You can't jump out your arm going in the air. Hmm. Before Allison jumps, Antonio pushes him in the hip. Full push in the hip and moves him. That extra inch he moves in the air could be the difference between him punching it out and punching it into his own net. But it is what it is. I've argued, maybe Darcy every week, you should be allowed to challenge the keeper. You should be allowed to put the keeper off. So unfortunately, it's happened to us and VAR's ruled in favour of West Ham. So as long as that stays consistent, you can't have any qualms with it because yeah. that's what footy should be like. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a mistake <clears> by Allison. If if he feels a push on the side, then even leave it. Don't sign punch it, just leave it. Mm. So he's gone for it and he, it's gone in. Yeah. yeah no, in, in previous seasons, I've, I've hated the protection of keeper gets. You go near the keeper you fucking look at them in the wrong way and it's a free kick to them because they're the goalkeeper and it shouldn't be that way. They've got an advantage. They can go up with their hands. They've got an extra fucking, you know, an extra foot so that they can use to their advantage to claim the ball. Outfield players haven't got that. So I've always hated the the protection keepers get. So for me, there was not, I didn't see, I, I haven't I haven't noticed the Antonio push to be fair. So I'm, I'd have to go back and look at that. But, from what I have seen, there was absolutely nothing wrong with it. He's just flapped it, shitting himself at the fucking monsters that were in front of him. Because to be fair, West Ham have got a fucking huge team, which is why they're so good at set pieces. Yeah, and Antonio said at the end of the game, they've analysed us and they found one of our weaknesses is that we don't protect our goalkeeper. So they put three men on our goalkeeper, every yeah. set piece. Now, that's, that's down to us and our team to go after, this, after that first goal put fucking two men in arms our goalie and protect him and yeah. don't let them anywhere near him. That's the first thing we should have done. It didn't happen. So you've got to have sympathy for Allison as well because he got no help off any of our, our defenders. Um do you think he was too preoccupied with like the players around him from that from that one onwards? Because you even see the third one. Like I don't Allison for the third one for me is only half to blame. Like he was too concentrated on the players in front of him and stuff like that. But there's no way Kerzuma should be having a free header in the box. 
No, is it? Is he? Does he go past Trent? Trent just stood there. Yeah, and you know what? It's not even like he runs behind Trent. He runs in front of Trent. He runs past Trent. Fucking eyesight. So it's not even like Trent hasn't seen him. It, it's the same as Luke Shaw's to say that, and Luke Shaw got absolutely ridiculed for Bernardo Silva's goal, and it's the same. Trent hasn't got an interest in defending that ball. He just lets him go past it, hopes he misses, and it, it's fucking terrible defending. Yeah. Um, while I do think Allison should have got it, it's a fucking boulder of an header, and it's after him. Mm. He, his legs have gone underneath him. It's one of them. Um, can't fully blame him for that. He's got a, he's got a fault for all three of the goals. But first and foremost, the first one, he shouldn't have to be coming out for that ball. Our centre half should be should have enough faith in our centre half to clear that. Second one, they shouldn't be able to run through one on one like that with no one fucking near them putting in a challenge. And the third one is Trent's fault. Yeah. So. Um, when you're playing in a world-class team like this, I think you can get caught out not expecting none of that shit. You're not going to spend all your time training for these moments if they happen once every blue moon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, he's just caught unawares and, as I say, fucking happened. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even... At the end of the game, it was like, fucking hell, Alison. But at the, at the end of most games this season, I've been like, wow, Alison, fair play. So... It is what it is. Fucking get over it. So one thing I've seen on social media, um, I absolutely slated Robbo in the game. Um, I don't think he put a single pass. He didn't put a single cross in. I know that much. Uh, and I'd love to see his fucking pass completion accuracy in that game because it was fucking woeful. I can't remember the last. I don't think he's ever had a game that bad for us, in my opinion. Um, but someone mentioned on on Twitter. I don't know who it was. I just seen it in passing. Um, that. It was starting to see signs that we're missing Wijnaldum. Someone they were saying like he would cover Robbo's marauding runs. So I, I have noticed that we're seeing Robbo caught out a lot more this season out of position, which isn't helping him. But he doesn't seem as I don't know. There's something just there's something just not right with Robbo at the minute. But someone seems to think that it's it's down to missing someone like Wijnaldum having the reliability of having the same player sort of next year all season. Um, What's your take on that? I couldn't say really. It's hard because, again, a lot of the stuff when Alden Dunn was off the ball, so you couldn't really comment on it. Me personally, I think Robbo's struggling more offensively than defensively. I think he's still getting his tackles in. Don't get me wrong, he's getting caught a little bit more here and there, but the whole defences, I don't know whether it's the strategy, they've gone back to being on the halfway line. And, you know, it's another season. It might be a a touch slower from the last season. Um, I don't think he's getting as much help from the midfield. The midfield seem to rely on Fabinho to do the sweeping up and they don't really do much defending anymore. So, um, we'll say 100% it's noticeable we miss Ronaldo. And I, you know, me, I wasn't as big a fan in his last season at Liverpool. I didn't think he'd done half as much as, as he could. But, it's noticeable. We, we haven't got that engine in the midfield anymore. We haven't got that player who does the, the dirty work off the ball. For being mm. always brilliant at the, the tackles and long-distance tackles and stuff where you think a player's passed him and he, he just gets there. Um, just standing in front of our defence and just, just being a, a wall for them. But that's not enough. You can't have you can't rely on one man to do that job. That is where we, we miss Ronaldo because he's done... Fabinho's job as well as helping the attack. So, yeah, we, we miss him. But I think Robbo, 
I just don't, I don't, Robbo's never had any competition and some players don't like competition. Some play, some players feel pressure when someone's coming through, could be the same type of ability as you. Simicast yeah. um, hasn't done a fucking thing wrong since he's been at Liverpool, barring getting injured. Yeah. Um, now he's getting a run in the team and he, he's getting games here and there. He's, he looks like a star when he plays. He, he stands out as a, as a top class left back. So I don't know whether that's playing on Robbo's mind. You know, every game he plays now, if he has, if he does make a mistake, is it getting monitored? Is it getting noticed? Will he be out of the team? Forget he's he's a player from Hull who's, who's living a dream, and it might be playing on his mind that it, it could be coming to an end. But absolutely fucking not, because he's world class, Andy Robertson. Not a doubt about it. Just um, just in a bit of bad form, lads. Yeah. I think he, he is well. Break. I think he Sorry. needs a break. Fuck the internationals. This is where Alex Ferguson, things like this, Alex Ferguson would be like, right, Ryan Giggs just took a knock, he can't come. Ryan Giggs would want to play for Wales if it was at home. But um, literally, just say to Scotland, he can't play. He's took a knock. Don't let him go and give him two weeks off on holiday, mm. have a rest and come back. Because I think he just he fucking runs more than anyone. He puts as much effort and heart in. You can't question his desire. No. Just, it's crossing. It, not even as crossing as much. It's his. Uh, it's his brain. His brain's not all there. With like he's crossing the ball against bodies. When even if it was Sunday league, you wouldn't even try and cross the ball at that moment because there's a fucking man in front of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he just seems to just keep trying and hitting it into people. But say yeah, yeah. Get back. No, like you said, he is world class, and I think that's why. I was sort of so harsh on him because, I, and maybe maybe it's us, maybe we've been spoiled with him a little bit because we've come to expect him having these world-class performances. Well, not necessarily world-class performances week in, week out, but you could always rely on him being a 7 out of 10 every game, you know, at least. And if he drops below that, you notice it. And maybe that maybe that's maybe that's sort of, as I say, on us, we've been spoiled a little bit. You've, you come to expect this week in, week out from these players, so... I probably was a bit harsher on him than, than I needed to be, but it's one of them. I think Van Dijk um, seems to be immune to criticism on social media. It's weird when he's been, like you said, Matip's had a better season than him so far. Um, I don't know. It was just weird. I mean, there was there was one or two positives you can take from the game, obviously, like we said. Rigi's cameo, Minamino looked very fucking up for it when he come on. Like, yeah, he did, yeah. What what was noticeable about Minamino is everyone else around him was playing as if we were four 0 up when we were three one down, and he come on like I'm winning this ball, I'm winning every single ball. It's yeah. my ball, give me it. And um, that's what we missed. We missed that. In, yeah. In the fair. So I'd like to see Minamino get. I'd like to see Minamino get more of a run out, more minutes, because I think just bringing that desire into the team will lift everyone on the pitch. If they, if every, it's like what you get with Robbo. You see Robbo chasing six players down in succession. It lifts the crowd, but it lifts the players as well. And yeah. I got that with Minamino. Minamino, come on. I seen him do that. And I was like, all right, yeah, we fucking, we've got a bit of a chance here. Um, like I said, I thought Oxlade-Chamberlain, I thought going forward, he had a good game. I thought he was he was breaking the line, you know, breaking through the midfield. He was running forward. He was always looking forward. Um, I think he's slowly, hopefully, at least anyway, sort of, very slowly getting back to that level of where he was before he got injured a few seasons ago uh, because we all knew like he was fucking brilliant that season before he got injured in his first season 
if we can get that ox back, mate, we fucking it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's got the talent, lad, and he's got the um, he's got the work rate as well, and the desire. Um, he's been he's been ghosting past players, and he's making spaces, having getting shots off, and that. So hopefully that'll come. He just needs to stay stay fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. About about Van Dijk, you're right. He is immune to criticism. Now there's been a few games where I think I can't remember the game exactly. He, he turns the wrong way to defend the ball, and we concede. Might have been off left hallway. So he, he turns, he completely turns his body to hold the wrong way, loses a yard or two, and we can see. I think it is Atletico. Um, this there's this thing that he was brilliant at before he got injured, where he can split the play by just being there. So like, if you've got a pass on or not, we've seen it before where he doesn't quite commit to the ball, he doesn't quite commit to the other player. He stays in between and he, he forces you to make a decision. Yeah. Now he's doing that one on one at the moment when there's not a pass on, and the player is getting the confidence to beat him, and he, he's backing off from. He could be within a 50-50 position, and instead of trying to go and win the ball, he's backing off and he's backing off and he's doing it on his side. So all the player's doing now is he's knocking it. He's got you facing off your off so your, your left leg behind. So they're hitting it to the left of you. So you've got to spin. He's spinning that way. Yeah. yeah. And he's past you. And he, he just, I just think his positioning and everything at the moment is off. It's well off. His, his speed's well off. Um, and again, I think without Matip a few times, I think Van Dijk's made quite a few mistakes. Don't yeah. get me wrong, against West Ham, without Van Dijk, he could concede fucking five. Yeah. Because he makes some brilliant blocks. And that's what I love to see is that he's not playing brilliant at the moment and he is out of position and stuff. But he's still willing to get hit and risk his fucking legs when it's probably in the back of his mind. Everything he does could trigger that. And he's, he's throwing his body on the line for us. So, again, that's just a time thing. I think if you're going to rotate the defence, you've got to you've got to rotate Van Dijk as well. Yeah, He's got to be part of the rotation plan. And I wouldn't have any issues at all with the likes of Phillips or Canate coming in alongside Matter. Or Gomez. Forget about him. I do forget about him, to be honest, because I just haven't raced him for years. Um, I don't think he's in any contention to go ahead of Canate or Phillips in, in my boot. Um, you say that, though, lad. When Destin was absolutely abysmal. See, the thing is, though, what you what you forget with Gomez is the season we won the league before, I think it was Burnley, he got injured against, wasn't it? It was him and Van Dijk for the season. And he was unbelievable. No, but I've said I've said about Gomez, a lot of the things that help him was his, was his pace. And I think a lot of the time is... Is, is good defending is backslacking after a mistake hmm. and then he, he he clears it and he clears his name because don't get me wrong he's still he's still younger isn't he um, it's only twenty four just twenty five I just don't top. think I I don't know I don't know whether he's going to get back in that team I really don't he, at the moment no one can get ahead of matter um, what I've seen a Canate I just think he's he's going to be a monster yeah um, and and I would I. As daft as it sounds, I would be, I'd be willing to give Phillips a chance before Gomez gets back in the team. Fair enough. Um, Cresswell challenge on Henson. What was your opinion, red or not? Both brilliant tackle, absolutely brilliant tackle. Wins the ball and then for some reason wraps his right leg around him. That's the sending off for me. Hmm. The initial tackle, I want to see that in football. I want to see that every week. That's what we miss. Mm. He wins the ball. He's got the confidence to go in that hard. If he misses the ball and he catches Henderson, send it off. Um, but 
severely injured Henderson there. Um, that's the concern. That's where I, I agree with Klopp that has he really got control over his body when he does it? I don't know, but he's won the ball, benefit of the doubt. That right leg coming down, could have broke his leg. Mm. But where, his, other, his left leg's stiff and his right, it's like the, it's like the Pickford challenge on one yeah, leg. Yeah. The right leg is what causes the injury. Um, and just as well, that Henderson's come out all right. Mm. But yeah, uh, good good initial tackle. Mindless stupidity to, to throw the other leg in. And that, for me, was the red card. Well, that's it, lad. I mean, obviously, everything looks worse when you slow it down and you t- and you just got a picture of it. But there's one I've seen where he's where he's obviously connected with his knee, lad, and he's his whole body is knee high. It's not even like it's just that foot. He's completely off the floor, knee high, lad. It's like just because he hasn't caught him much, it's still endangered an opponent. And we've got it. I think what needs to be brought out of the game is uh, not even well, yeah, out the game is judging it by how much they've hurt a player or how much they've caught a player. You know what I mean? Because just because just because he's only caught him a little bit and Henderson's got up and it was all right, doesn't mean he hasn't still endangered his opponent because he still fucking got him with his studs on the fucking knee. I know. I know what you're saying. But you know where you're saying, like, you can slow it down and that. For that split second where he wraps his right leg around him, his whole body's off the floor. But until he does that, when he makes that initial tackle, his left foot makes contact with the ball and his right leg is still on the floor. So but it's for, when, to, when he makes to... that tackle and then for some reason, I don't know what it is, brings his right leg around as well to add to the momentum. That for me is what makes it a red card. Do you know what I mean? See, but for me, I agree. I don't mind tackles like that if they get the ball. But for me, surely if you ricochet off the ball and then go into the player, you're not in control of the initial tackle anyway. Yeah, that's what that's what Klopp says, and I, I agree with it. But me personally, I want to see more more of the physical side of the game back. And if, if that's again, if that stays consistent, and the referees let them go all the time, then let it be. But it's not going to happen. That that'll there'll be a new law after that after that because to say if he misses that ball, he breaks his leg. I know, and I think that's what you've. I think again that it's got to be sort of. It's hard. I think in in the game the way it is now, it's hard to get it completely down the middle. How it's gonna, you know, uh, it's how everyone's gonna be happy with it. There's not, there's no way to get it like that anymore with how the game is. If that was twenty five years ago, it wouldn't have even been a question that it was a fine tackle. You know what I mean? But the way the game is now, you you've got to think about the opponent, but also you've still got to be able to tackle. It's like there is no in between with it. It's either got to be sort of one extreme or the other. I, it, it seems. Yeah, I, I just think the referees put in a difficult situation. There. It's for me, he's won the ball, so it's not a foul. But it, as you say, it is the, the lack of control of his body that could be the red card. But for me, it's the right leg coming around the red card. So that's where VAR should be coming in. Though there's, there's four fellas sat around the monitor going, right? Initial tackles, yellow card, but that right leg coming around. Could fucking do his ligaments, could snap his leg. As you say, it shouldn't be judged on what it could or should or would do. You know what I mean? It should be a basic, basic rule book. That is a red card. Mm. In the end, looking <clears> at all angles, putting all the information together, what could have done doesn't matter. Is is two feet off the ground at one point? It's a red card. Yeah. But um, I would like to see that type of tackle be back allowed in the game. 
because I think yeah, that's what football is no, about. Absolutely, I've got no problem with strong challenges going in and that. As long as if they're fair and you know the ball's won fair enough, then absolutely fine. Um, I just think that one. I think that one they got it wrong, but like you say, if they're consistent and that's the way it's going to be done, then long term I've got no problem with it. Um, just want to say Craig Pawson should never be allowed to referee a Premier League football game ever, because not even just for us, lad. He just had a shit game all around. He got stuff wrong for them. He got stuff wrong for us. He's just awful. And he's, what does me head in about him, lad? Is you, you get these refs who've got a fucking like a bit of an authority complex about them. Like, well, I'm yeah. the ref. I'm the ref. It's it's my game, like it's it's like that kid when you used to play footy, and it's like ah oh, can he play? Oh, I don't know, you know it's his ball. He's one of them. Dean, yeah, he's one of them. It's his ball. Ah, oh, sorry, you can't. Only three are allowed to play. You know what Next I mean? He's one the of balls, them. The ball's in his backpack and he's off to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no one's playing. <laughs> Honestly, lad, he is one of them. So Craig Parsons just shite. Um, I hate him. Um, never have liked him. And I just say that's not even just because of the shit he got wrong for us. He had a bad game all round. Um. So anyway, um, you are in, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm starting a fucking I hate Craig Pawson fan club. Um, <laughs> now, nah, uh, so as you mentioned, international football now. So obviously, fucking nothing to talk about in that respect. Um, Just hopefully, all our lads get back fit, healthy, and a few of them can get a bit of a rest as well. Yeah, nice to see Rigi back in the Belgium squad. Almost admit after thinking, I think I read before it was like 13 months he hasn't been in the squad for. I just I, again that might be playing on his mind because fucking hell, how do you get in the squad if you're not playing football? No, no, it's hard, uh, and that's where it's fair play to him because I think if he if he goes to, if he goes to a lesser team, you can be ah, fucking the likes of you, the likes of West Ham basically the likes of West Ham and your Aston Villas and Southamptons and that. When he goes to someone like that, he shines. Yeah, and he he's playing every week and he's scoring goals and. Um, yeah, it must. It's, it's been a brave decision to say. Do you know what? I'll I'll stick about and I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, even when we brought Jotter in, he he's decided to stay. So fair play to him, and he yeah. deserves at the moment he deserves to be playing. So even even that, if he's happy coming on for half an hour and making a difference and being an impact player, then at least give him the opportunity to do it. But when he does score that goal, that goal he scored today, I'm telling you now, if that was. If that was a De Bruyne or a, a Phil Foden or fucking someone like that, mate, it's all over the telly. It's all over. It's an absolutely unreal touch to take it away from the defender and then that spin. It's quality, absolutely quality. And like we said, we know that he's got that in the locker. And last season, especially, he never showed that, which is why he wasn't getting many chances. And as I say, this season it looks like we're getting that fucking Champions League winning Divock back. So long, long may I continue. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you as well, actually, um, so obviously we beat United 5-0. Don't know if that's been mentioned in the media much, to be fair. Um, yeah. But then, obviously, following that, we had the two all against Brighton and then obviously got beat. So we, we dropped five points in the games, in the two games, following on from the United game. Someone said that kind of renders the United game useless kind of thing. Do you agree with that or are you still going to milk it for all it's worth? To be honest, I stopped talking about it the day after because it is what it is. They're shit and we're good. And to be, I, I done a bet for nil. <laughs> Fully expect us to swat them. I did. I'd have been disappointed if it was anything less. I thought we, I was a bit disappointed we didn't go on and get six or seven because we fucking battered them. 
Um, we we just again, took our foot off the pedal, didn't we? <laughs> I, I don't know why he was doing it, though. I just don't know why he was doing it. That's the game. Just get Robbo off. Get up, get them off. Get players off and rotate then on the pitch. Give them the little half an hour break and let them enjoy watching it. But again, Fernandez scores that, that, that attack in the first few minutes, mate. And it's a different game. Yeah. And we're letting them get through that. They just breeze through us for that. And that's me concerned. Sometimes you get a bit of luck, but if that goes in, not, it's not a 5 0 game. It's a, they're putting pressure on us and they're getting belief in the crowd on them. But mm. don't want to fucking bring negatives to that 5 0 because we were brilliant. But it is, that is football. It is luck at the draw. That was a 5 But sometimes, you know, like the scoreline's flattering. We fucking tumbled them everywhere. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would agree to, to an extent. Yeah. The people who were still going on about beating Man United 5 0 and, you know, fucking posting about it all the time. It's not worth a wank now. No, I know what you mean. No, it's three I mean, points. Three points. It's five <laughs> yeah. goals on our on our tally, but we've just lost two of them to West Ham, mm. and we never ex- extended it to to Brighton. So, yeah, yeah. And for me, the the four one at Old Trafford was more significant because let's be honest, that team was a lot fucking better than this current United team. That four exactly the four one was out the blue. It was unexpected. So you're absolutely buzzing for weeks. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I was made up. I was absolutely delighted yeah. that we battered them because it's Man United. And I, I did have that with the, the old Ronaldo being back and all that. I, I had I felt sick before it. I hated them. Like I've always hated them, but a bit more. Um but yeah. They, they, them games are lovely. It's it's like saying, does that does that Barcelona game get forgotten if we don't don't go on and win the cup? No. No. Doesn't does it because it's an absolutely outstanding display on the day. It's just when you're going on about it, that's not going to make a blind bit of difference to, to our season now. Whereas mm. beat Brighton and West Ham, we're going to the international top of the league, then you you fucking it's completely you're different, up, aren't you? Dif- um, different view of it all. But again, if you'd have asked me at the beginning of the season, be four points behind Chelsea, be on the same points as City. I think we're a point behind City. Oh, we're still we're still around. They're four points behind Chelsea. We're having the season of their lives. They're going to they're going to slip through. They're going. To, I don't think they're going to stay there. I think it's me personally. I think City's the team to beat. Um, yeah, we fucking made up. Qualified in the Champions League, quarter final of the Carabao Cup for only the second time on the clock. Um, oh yeah, fucking go for it. I I. I Still think it's all there's people moaning saying like ah oh, you can't be losing points here and there that's the league gone. It's not because other teams are losing points here and there. I think yeah. I think West Ham have beat City and Chelsea, haven't they as well? Um to be fair to be fair, I don't think until us they played anyone anyone in the league really did beat Tottenham. Um they beat City in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. They haven't played them in the league yet, I don't think. Right. Um yeah. no, but it's still fucking beat City, haven't they? But um, I think for me. If this is our blip, I'm happy it's happening now. To be honest, lads, I don't even think it's a blip at the end of the day. West Ham were better than us and Brighton our forces. It's not a blip. It's just a case of some teams aren't as shit as we think and we've got to respect them. Mm. Man City have had blips or had teams out beat them. The only the only <laughs> difference is at the moment is when Man City are losing, they're still battering them. Yeah. They're still absolutely battering teams and getting caught once or twice and losing the points. But when we're losing, we don't look like winning. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that. That is the difference. Um, but yeah, I think I think we'll be sound. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say right now whether we will or won't win the league. But as long as we're there or thereabouts, 
come May. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so after the international, we've got Arsenal uh, on, I think it's the 20th of November. Um, because the last two games, it's now a bigger game than it needed to be. Um, yeah. Arsenal are doing very well at the minute. It looks like, I think, what it's boiling down to with them at the minute is Arteta actually got the players he wanted in the summer, the, the players he's targeted specifically, and they're doing well for him. And he's making, he's doing well. Like I thought when he signed Ramsdale, I was like, what the fucking hell are they playing at there? But he's coming and he's doing fucking brilliant. Uh, ben White's looking better every week for them. Um, I think they've got that Tavares who's not played much. They've got that midfield lad, I'm not sure of his name, but. Is that kid role as well? Emil Smith Rowe, yeah, again, you know, he's he's just got an England squad. He's scored three games in a row. So look, it's Arsenal. Arsenal, no matter how shit they are, it's always a good, it's always a big game and they're always going to give you I a love game. playing Arsenal. I yeah, still have same. that respect for them from from the invincible days and that. Um what Arsenal England's done with them. My dad always says to me, he paid for that fucking ground in. Because he never got a sign him for years, does he? No. Um, not a prop, not one that of any fucking purpose anyway. But uh, yeah, top man's Arsenal. If you're top man, City and Chelsea for for Arsenal to, to top of the table, what? Because I prefer a team like that. Anyway. In a heartbeat. Again, they've struggled for years financially. They've got the big stadium, got a decent fan base, barring an Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> um, and that's one of them. Yeah, they're a hard team to beat if if they turn up. But they are a team that often doesn't turn up, so let's just see how we get on against them. Again, I'd be disappointed if we don't come away there with, with a comfortable three points. Yeah, I think, again, I, I'm I'm exactly the same as you. I like Arsenal. I respect Arsenal for the for the Wenger days and stuff like that. Um, and just, no matter how well they're doing at the minute, I still think we should be beating them quite comfortably. Um, but we have, we've, got to, we've got to watch it. Aubameyang looks like he's back in form. Obviously, Lacazette's always always dangerous. They've got good players. Um, That's what's scary for me now, lad, is that the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette will be licking their lips, looking at Van Dyke at the moment, looking at the, the way the full-backs are pushing up and not getting back at all. And there's no help. There's no mm. Wijnaldum. Fabinho's getting relied on to do all the defensive cover on his own. Um, that is a fucking concern because Aubameyang's rapid as well. Mm. Um, if we play that high line against them, it could, could, could cause us massive problems. But again, you just hope the manager mm. goes, one of the fastest players in the league, one of the best strikers in the league, let's play a little bit deeper here. Let's ask the full-backs not to go up quite as much. Let's ask the three midfielders to help the centre-halves when needed. And let's fucking play. Got to, got to play two systems in one game sometimes. It can't just yeah. be all fucking attack. It's got to be. When we haven't got the ball, Make sure you three midfielders are back here. You two fullbacks are back here. You two centre half stay in line. When we have got the ball, fucking go. Go for me, no, stay in. Henderson, stay in. And let the rest go. The two fullbacks. And you still end up with four at the back then. Yeah. You'll have your Henderson, you for being on your two centre half. But at the minute, it seems like they're going and no one can be asked getting back. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you about, about like the midfield. Obviously, we know the way we. The midfield shape is more like one in front of the defence and then two further forward. Would you change it for a game like that and have sort of two in front of the defence and then just the one yeah. further forward? No, definitely I would, yeah. Um, I'd play Thiago further forwards. I'd start Thiago or Oxlade hmm. and I'd have Henderson and Fabinho sitting in. Um, even if, if, Milner's fit, if Milner was fit, I'd be starting Milner. Yeah. I'd be starting Milner because that's, that's, sort of, that's what he's good at. Um, 
I think I felt I felt sorry for Thiago against West Ham a little bit because it was it was crying out for him at one one, and then we can see just before he comes on and it changed the whole dynamics of the game. He was meant to come on to find the the, the gaps. gaps in the gaps because there was gaps. He was meant to exploit them and he wasn't able to because they ended up with Buckwin just hitting us on the counter again. Yeah. So and although he misplaced a load of passes and he he tries to be too good for his own good sometimes. Playing the high ball, like knee high and stuff like that, when you just need to get a crisp on the floor, fast passing, get it, and he's dinking it over here and there, and I just was thinking to myself, just fucking put it on the floor and go with it, pass it to feet, get it in behind, do something, but not the silky shit you're doing. But hopefully, things like Arsenal, when it, it might be end-to-end, it could be like a perfect game for him. But yeah, I'd have two golden. Because I've two holding and let the full-backs go. So when we do get caught, we've got four-back. But at the moment, when the full-backs are going, we were getting our two centre-halves caught on the halfway line. And Van Dijk's lost a yard of pace. Matip's never been the fastest. And yeah, we are just getting cut open. Yeah. Now, we've, we've like I say, the international break, for once, may have sort of come at a, a nice little time for us. Gives Klopp a chance to work with the players sort of and just shake shake the cobwebs a little bit, you know what I mean? Um it's obviously hard when you're playing sort of Wednesday, Saturday or Wednesday, Sunday, Tuesday, Saturday, you know, like that. It's hard. You don't you don't need you only get a couple of days here and there to properly work on stuff. So like I said, if there's some players who aren't going to be going on international duty, some who, who normally do, then it's a chance to like say blow the cobwebs off with them and just come back fucking fresh and revitalised. What we need, lads. That's, that's all. All I think about at international games now is just please, no one get injured. And no, but a fact, someone will get injured. It's fucking every time they go away. It's always um, for us. And I think, I think Klopp, Klopp mentioned. I think ninety percent of our our first team squads are away on international duty. Even the kids, like Nico Williams, and that are away there. Yeah, it's like it's just fucking. It's just constant. It's just someone away. Everyone's away all at the same time. Ah, uh, uh, our training ground must be fucking boring for two weeks now. I know. If I was club, I'd just fuck off to Dubai or something. Just go ahead. Do your own yeah. thing for a bit. Probably does. But, uh, yeah, Pep, you're in charge. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just think <clears throat> get this international out the way, get everyone back, and it has it's come at the right time because it's mad how you go from playing how we did against United and Atletico to but you see in the first leg against Atletico. Again, we're in cruise control and we just switch off and we just got fucked. We could have lost that game. Yeah. But in the end, we got we got a bit of luck and um, we got two there, but see what happens, lad. That's it. So um, we'll be back with you after the Arsenal game, as I say. Internationals kind of fuck everything up all the time. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back with you after the Arsenal game and we're going to be more regular from that one. I know we've promised this a number of times over the last fucking few episodes. Um life has just been getting in the way a little bit last few months so yeah we will be we'll be more regular from now on and I say we'll be back after the Arsenal game thanks everyone for listening if you've got any feedback positive or negative hit us up on Twitter at LFC Groove or Instagram at Liverpool Groove and um, you know we'll take it on board and be better so thanks everyone for listening up the reds up the reds Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>